0: Hello and welcome to Rishonim Brachus Davches in the Hutter print. Um, there is, I'm very excited because today really is a great and important discussion on the blot and also just in general about Rishonim and and um, especially Rashi and Tosis. So um, the the Gemara here brings down a very famous thing about that if a person interrupts between Ula LeTfila, if he's in the middle of davening, saying Shema, and then he interrupts between that and and Shema Esrei, so he had Hashem's attention, but then. Uh, he's interrupting and talking, so he lost that opportunity. And it says that it's compared to a man that was—he was a friend of the king—and he came to talk to the king to make a request. And he knocked on the door, and um, the king um, came to answer. And then the man left. And so when the king got there, he also left. And so I want to say two things. First of all, just a quick aura and then we're gonna go into the discussion about Rishonim and and. Um, Balitosis, etc. So, my ha'ara that something that always really, really moved me by this is that if you think about it, normally, when you knock on the king's palace, the king himself doesn't answer the door. Um, one of his messengers, one of his servants does. And what you see is that this is describing tefillah. And we are close to Hashem. And literally, when we call out, Hashem answers the door. He doesn't send a messenger. And literally, Hashem comes to answer the door. And that's an amazing thing to think about, that the Reboni mm-hmm. Shalom himself is answering the door when we're coming to talk to him. Um, and that could be some of the simcha of thinking about, it says that when a person, he, he was happy. Like, Yushalmi and the Baal, both bring that down. So what's the happiness? But the happiness is to, to think about for a moment, wow, I'm standing in front of Hashem. There's a very beautiful line in the Avujer home, who's a fascinating Rishon, contemporary of mm-hmm. uh, the Rush, friend of the, of the author of the tour, and... Um, and um, what he talks about is that he says that the, the, the shwana esrei we daven has 19 brachos, and we daven it three times a day. So 19 times 3 is 57. That's zun. That, that we get all of our nourishment from that shwana esrei. When we daven to Hashem, Hashem is zanu afarnes. He's the one that, that gives us that nourishment. And that recognition that he himself answers the door is a phenomenal thing. So let's talk a little bit about this. So um, this Yerushalmi is actually quoted by Rashi. And Rashi and Brachos, Bobli, actually quotes it. So you see clearly Rashi had some version of Yerushalmi. Now, um, in this, in the sefer that I mentioned earlier, Mavohi Yerushalmi, which is written in the 1800s, he says, and again, I can't, I, I haven't tested this, and I think it's a little less from what I know of, but um, he says that Rashi quotes from Yerushalmi about 60 times throughout Shas, and he says Tosis quotes it hundreds of times. So um, what the discussion is like this, that it seems it seems that most people agree that Rashi did not have the full version of Yerushalmi. And I will say that... Um, that when, whenever Rashi quotes Yerushalmi, he often quotes it kind of like backhandedly, and he kind of says, which seems to be implying that he didn't really have full access to it, or definitely didn't have long-term access to it, compared to other things that he quotes, you know, that he heard or saw, etc. Now, Agav, Rashi quotes very fascinating things. Rashi and Medrash by the way, in the beginning of Barathees, he actually quotes from Sefer Yitzira. So Rashi's library was quite large, and, and you could argue with me that some people say that Rashi might not be... Might not be um, you know the same Rashi, but <clears throat> there's always a lot to talk about where Rashi is Rashi, um, and where he isn't really. Um, so what I want to just say is that um, some people have over the years said that maybe Rashi didn't have access to Yerushalmi, but then in the time of his children and grandchildren, or more of his grandchildren because he had daughters, I don't think they learned Yerushalmi, then it became more available. Um, the Mavoah Yerushalmi brings down that a lot. A lot of people say this that Rashi's Mahalik was that the Babli was its own. Uh, machine and that you have to look at each Sugib, but what's in front of you, kind of, el mashe, el rose. and therefore, even if Rashi knew about the, the um, Yerushalmi, he wasn't interested in it as much. Um, again, like I said, I've found places where Rashi quotes from Yerushalmi Brachos that he seemed to have some of it. Again, this is, I believe, the first time he quotes it, um, although. She does, the Mahogis Rashi toses on Dav Bezamanalaf in Bavli is actually based on how you learn the Rishami about whether you, whether people Davin early or whether people Davin at home, etc. Ayin you're probably familiar with 'm done So, um, but anyway, so that Rashi, I believe, is the first. He quotes um, from a Rishami of Sukkah. He quotes it, but it's often very, very infrequent. Um, and some people have tried to find sources of Rashi's that seem to be, you know, influenced by Yerushalmi. Whereas Tosis' opinion seems to be that Yerushalmi is very, very influential. Even Tosis even brings down in Megillah, for example, a whole list of times that, that we don't follow the Bavli. For example, in, in those in those sughis, it's talking about um, the Kriya Satora that we do for certain Yom know, Tovim, Rosh Chodesh, etc. And if you look at it, it's actually not the the uh, Minag. The, the Minag is to follow the, what the Yerushalmi says. So this is a whole discussion the Rishonim of. Lee versus Ushami, what do you do etc. Um, there's one thing I'll just say is that I have I, I love learning Rambam and Riven. And I get a schmuck out of the back and forth. So my three favorite rivids, if, if I'm, you know, if I would say, are, are uh, one is where the rivid yells at the Rambam and says, you're always following the Yerushalmi, which I'm not even sure if that's even true, but a lot of people, you know, argue with that. But the rivid seem to understand that the Rambam gave a lot of influence and, and was, you know, very, very drawn after Yerushalmi. That's one. Another one is where he yells at him and says, I have to admit, this person did an amazing thing in what he wrote in the Yad which is, it's a brilliant saver. You know, it, it, with all the, um, arguments that the Rabbit head. And then my third favorite one is, you know, where he yells at the Ramon and says, you know, you're writing about not living in rhyme and you live there, excuse me. Um, and it's just, you know, you get a certain, like, you feel like you're, you're in the action, in, in the conversation, in the base matters where, where that's happening. Anyway, so a lot of people say that the Rambam did give a lot of credence to it. Most people will say, and I'm going to hopefully go through this in more detail, that generally the Bavli is the finality. The riff says this in Erevan, that the, the that the Bavli is seen as the final because it saw the Ushalmi. So it's the, Alaha is like the Basra and the like the latter one. So it saw it um, and it was familiar with it and often rejected it or took it. So that's important to keep in mind. Um, but, you know, oftentimes, like I said, Rashi doesn't seem to, uh, be bothered by it, so to speak, or doesn't seem to give it too much credence, whereas some Rishonim do give it a lot of credence. So that's just the start of a conversation that hopefully we'll be having as we learn through Yerushalmi and understand it more, and hopefully learn to be on a madrega to, you know, to understand and to remember and to see all the differences between the babi and Yerushalmi and how that comes all the way down to halacha and the practical life.